Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Captain Jason Woda from Real Sensation Fishing Charters in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, joins the show for episode number 176. Topics discussed include fishing on Milwaukee, the challenges of finding current in an area without structure, and what it's like to be a charter captain. Captain Gerard Urbanozo is co-hosting this episode. I know Jason was out fishing today, and uh, I've already seen a photo from your trip. Oh boy, that's going to be a topic of discussion. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, we've, we've had... Uh, Arnie on and, and uh, Captain L. Johnson was talking multi-species. You really went multi-species today. Yeah, it's a, it was a first for anybody that might not know what you're talking about. Uh, we caught a sturgeon today. Um, he didn't bite. <laughs> uh, but uh, being in Milwaukee, it's a big river system. And I got to think 20, 30 years ago, they started a reintroduction program uh, of stocking for sturgeon. And uh, apparently it's working. Um, it scared me. Mm-hmm. It hit a it hit a high a high coho board that had thirty feet it had to be three feet, four feet below the surface. Yeah. Totally the opposite of where you think you a sturgeon be hanging out. Right. And it took off. I honestly thought it was a king until I saw the tail come out of the water. <laughs> like what is that thing? Yeah. And I, I had an idea, maybe. Yeah. But I'm we have quite a we got quite a few sheep's head in in Milwaukee Harbor. Um so I didn't really know. Seagulls knew what it was. He came right up to the surface. So yeah, it was probably like five feet long, sixty, seventy pounds, something like that. Yeah. It took forty minutes of the trip. <laughs> forty minutes that I didn't have to talk. So that was that was nice. Um but no, nice surprise. It was crazy. In 25 years, it's the first one I've seen. Yeah, your charter customer didn't show up today thinking that they're going to catch a sturgeon. No, no, and the lake was actually pretty sloppy this afternoon. And uh, my guys, I took them for a ride out in the lake, and they kind of looked at each other and said, do we have a different option? I said, yeah, and I knew I wasn't going to do very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we went and had a good time, and that was the first fish we caught. Probably took us an hour and a half till we finally had something bite <laughs> um but yeah pretty pretty crazy yeah i've gone sturgeon fishing in the river systems in, in minnesota and it's uh it's a good fight and i think if, if you're if you're trolling it probably re- really is a good fight i had buried the boy took everything yeah i had the i don't know five six hundred feet of line out on a line counter until i finally had to put it in neutral mm-hmm. i was like yeah and the wind was blowing there was like no boat it was such a horrible operation uh and i knew how to explain how we got it to the boat i had to handline it yeah well that's the nice thing about fishing on a sporty day like today you, you probably didn't have a lot of other folks out there getting in your way it makes it a little easier to handle the boat yeah a little bit a little bit we were on a, a pretty big multiple trip and some of the other groups went out into the lake and did pretty well on cohos and kings and everything else and mm-hmm. i was the lonely wolf in the harbor with the sailboats so <laughs> it's a good time so tell us about yourself I and mean, we went right into your fish but let's yeah. tell me about yourself and your charter well uh this year's my 24th season of charter fishing started when i was a much younger man um 
and stay pretty busy throughout the summer. Um, and yeah, I pretty much grew up on the lake and decided to spend my life on it, I guess. Yeah. So, so tell me about, about the boat you're fishing. What are you running? I run a 33-foot Wellcraft Coastal. It's, okay. a, it's a 98, so it's the, the new boat style that they kind of haven't changed since. Mm -hmm. um, love it. For all my buddies that might be listening, yes, it's still the original motors. Um, so I have 20 seasons on the original. I haven't touched them. Yeah, very cool. I'm very excited about that, but my, yeah. my time is coming. Yeah. <laughs> You've been saving up? Yeah. 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 Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's coming. Yeah. So, so you fish out of Milwaukee. That's, that's your main, main uh, port? Out of Milwaukee. So I think today I'm the furthest north guy, yeah, right? Sure. Yeah. And Milwaukee's a great port. We kind of we kind of get the best of both worlds, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. So obviously the king fishing from Port Washington north uh, up to Door County is pretty darn good. Um, Milwaukee's pretty darn good too. But then we also get the coho run. Now this this year's coho run was a little bit different. I heard the other day somebody pounded them in like two rivers and that's kind of unheard of. Yes. <laughs> so it was, it was some big batches. Port Washington's really, really good right now. Um, everything's just good right now. Uh, we actually needed this northeast wind. So it's, it's helping you up there? I think it will. Um, everything was pretty scattered over the last week and a half or two. Um, and I just had a bad run on bad weather days were the days I was supposed to fish, so I didn't get to fish very often. But the guys that did, it was it was spotty. Um, but this should realign it. It cooled the water off out deep quite a bit even today. Mm -hmm. So that'll that should pull the coals in a little bit closer. And there's quite a few kings by us too, now too. So we've we've been having the other guys come in and they've kind of been describing what it looks like the, the structure around your port. What's it like for you once you get out of the harbor and you start heading uh, heading out? Uh, what kind of structure are you look? Well, at? Milwaukee's pretty unique in that way. We have uh, on the south end. I mean, we might as well start at. That's north end of Racine, but you have you have Wind Point in Racine. Mm -hmm. and I'd call that like the southern boundary. We don't run that far, but um, it creates some cool current effects. Um, and we have Fox Point to the north, which we fish quite a bit. That's only like a seven or eight mile run. Um, we have a really hard clay bottom there, and we have one. It's not even a very big reef, but we have a couple a couple points where there's a lot of structure, mm -hmm. um, which makes Milwaukee probably the finest brown trout destination on the lake, if not one of the best in the country. Yep. We do really, really well there, especially early. This year was no exception. It was very, very good. Yeah. And that's one thing I've heard about Milwaukee from a couple different guys is if you want to go brown trout fishing in Wisconsin, that's the place. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, the brown trout fishing. Oh, we just have the perfect setup for it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the harbor itself, so the protected harbor itself, it's like three miles long and at its widest point, it's almost a mile wide. So you don't have to contend with weather too much. That's, that's why I hit out in there today. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it creates, and it, it doesn't really freeze real hard either because it's such a big harbor. So I think the fish come in there in late fall and just stick around. Gobies are plentiful. The entire harbor's anywhere from 22 feet to 33 feet deep. So it's super accessible. You don't need a ton of gear to do it. Um, 
it, it's just an and we dump a ton of brown trout in Milwaukee, so um, the returns there are, are pretty good. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people ice fishing. Well, what you're saying, you know, with that depth, if you just wanted to go out there, if you were really new to Great Lakes trolling and just had a real basic boat, I mean, you can just kind of long line it out there and, yeah. and fish for them. A lot of guys do that, you know, and uh, the key is if you can get out in like the ice cold part of winter, if we have open water and you can somehow get a boat in the water, you kind of can't miss. You're going to catch fish. But as the season progresses a little bit, it gets a little bit tougher. You might have to have a little bit of gear. But early on, yeah, you could go flatline crankbaits and, and longline spoons and, and have some good success, as well as live bait fishing. Gerard, you, you got something for Jason? So yeah, for, for us down here, you know, we're seeing Kenosha, Winthrop. We do have our hills um, that draws the king in. So what would be your, how do you guys approach your morning Morning trips in the summertime. Oh, well. For kings. For kings. All right. So kings, the key is get up earlier than you think you need to. And as I get older, that becomes a little bit tougher. I'm feeling it. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, I don't know, I'm a big flasher fly guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like a super glow guy. I like subtle, subtle glow, I think. I think it can be too bright if you try to go crazy with it. Mm -hmm. So I'll just give it a quick flash. Um, but uh, picking line, picking up the current, our mornings, Milwaukee is heavily based on current. Our fishery is, uh, we don't have, we have some structure, but not a lot of it. So, you know, the key in the morning is figuring out where the current's coming from and how fast it's, it's going. Um, and then just watching your graph. Uh, you know, if you'd asked me the same question 15 years ago, I would have said start in 60 feet of water see what happens for the first hour and figure it out after that. But now with our water clarity and a whole bunch of things changing, you're just as good as wherever you found them the day before. Everything changes overnight nowadays. Mm -hmm. So if I had if I had a pretty good king bite yesterday, I'd obviously go back to that spot. The chances of it being there are slim. So it's, it's, it's a different mentality. I, I don't know. When I'm king fishing, I'm pretty much flashers and flies across the board. Mm -hmm. And I'm good, usually going to start out the day a little bit shallower. I'm going to be trolling in some north northeasterly direction. Um, that's where our current mostly comes out of there. And uh, let the chips fall where they may. But, you know, the, the early morning bite burns up fairly quickly, especially if you have high sun. But like Arnie was talking about before me, they'll turn back on in the middle of the mm -hmm. day. But you got to have the guts to stay in there and grind like two hours of bad fishing till it turns back on. Um, and we get deep fairly quick, so we can kind of fish those kings, bail out the deeper water, find some steelhead or offshore cohos, and if we really feel like it, me, if come we have the time, in. come back in the middle, middle of the day. It's kind of nice when, you know, <clears throat> when you're running a charter, you know, you know that bite might be there. So you kind of pull out of whatever fish you might have out in this deeper water and point it towards the barn. Well, in Milwaukee, we get deep so fast that, well, faster than Kenosha hmm. and Racine, um, you're never really out of it. So a lot of times when I'm pointing it to the barn, we'll catch a couple of kings that, you know, in the last half hour of the trip. So it, it works out really well. Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty, pretty nice because for us here to get to 200 and back, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tougher. I two hundred still a poke, but it's not a, a as big of a poke as it is for you guys down here. I think I could be in two hundred in like seven miles. 
So it, it happens a little bit quicker. And the further north you go, the deeper it gets faster. You That's talk, why you go northeast. Right. You talk a little bit about um, just things changing. You said it's, it's very different now than it was six years ago. Oh, 15 years ago. And the last 10 years have been pretty much the same. Okay. Um, Tell me about what's changed and why you think it's changed. Oh, well, when I first started this, if you would have tried to explain to me how much lead, core, and copper we were going to run someday, I would have called you crazy. Um, and it's all based on water clarity, zebra mussels, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, we're running way more lines than we ever used to have to for kings. For coals, we always loaded the water. Um, but even coals nowadays are, are more picky, and that's because it's due to that water clarity. Um, you know, to give you an idea, I, I, I forget where I was running to, but I came over our southern reef a couple weeks ago, and uh, I could see bottom, it was flat calm, I could see bottom in 40 feet. Wow. And 15 years ago, you might have had 10 feet of visibility, mm -hmm. and fishing was easier then. But it's pretty easy now if you pay attention to, at times. Yeah. Tell me about the fish themselves. You know, you've, you've been doing this for a long time. You've been out there. How's, how the fish themselves changed from the time when you were getting started to now? As far as, as health or how they react? Let's, let's go with both. I'd like to hear both. All right. Um, I personally feel the health of the lake is the best it's been in at least the last decade. Mm -hmm. um, we have more fish. The fish are healthier. Um, I think we're in a much better place than we were 10 years ago. Um, the fish themselves, how they've changed, it goes back to that, to that pickiness. Uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you go out in the morning and you'll catch fish in that little bit dirtier water. It was, it was easier mm -hmm. to do. Um, you know, everything's more photosensitive. The, the way the AOIs crash down, crunch down to the bottom in the middle of the day now is crazy. Um, you know, 15 years ago when the water was dirtier, you'd have bait balls up all day long and you just find a hot one and you could stay in it and you'd be, you'd be all good. So it's changed that way. I don't think the fish themselves have changed much. I think the conditions around them have changed. They're just reacting. Mm -hmm. So how do you see that kind of moving forward as we go on in the next five years or so? I don't think it's going to change. Um, I think today's fisherman just has to be more versatile. Um, if I'm comparing old times to new times, mm -hmm. all we used to do was fish for kings. That was it. Mm -hmm. Some days they'd, most days they'd bite, some days they wouldn't. Um, but now you have to become a little more well-rounded and say, all right, these kings aren't biting today. We got to bail with some deeper water. You got to be able to fish steelhead and, and suspended trout. And if that's not working, or if conditions really change and the water gets really cold close to shore, you can go catch brown trout in the middle of summer. It'll happen right around July 15th this year. I won't. I caught a brown today because I was fishing the harbor, but if, if I don't go anywhere near that harbor and I stay outside of 70 feet of water, I won't see a brown trout till the middle of July. But then it'll get decent. Mm -hmm. For however long that water's cold close to shore, till it gets heated back up, you'll catch brown trout there too. So you just got to be able to, to switch like, oh, this morning really stunk fishing for kings. I'm not going to go do that again. All right, let's go for a ride and, and run some higher stuff for some steelhead. Mm -hmm. Just switching gears. And what's that steelhead bite like outside of Milwaukee? It's pretty good. Um, 
But I think lake-wide, steel, the steelhead bite might have been down a little bit last year, and it's all related to stocking. Mm -hmm. um, but now that's bouncing back, so I, I think the next five years for steelhead is, is going to be off the charts too. Um, they started a new Cifarellin, or not Cifarellin, uh, Scamania program back up in Wisconsin a couple years back. So that's another species that actually runs the rivers in July. Um, so that it becomes a nearshore fish midsummer, which is kind of cool for a steelhead. Mm -hmm. So if we get those back going at, to levels they used to, steelhead fishing will be incredible. And we're starting to see more and more interest. So when we do a steelhead show on the podcast, it gets great numbers. And people seem to be more and more interested in that. What do you think is behind that kind of interest and renewed interest in, in trolling for steelhead? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're the most acrobatic fish out there. Their, their bites are more vicious than, than a king bite is. Mm -hmm. um, speed, uh, they're a cool looking fish. Right. You know, they're really cool looking fish. Uh, and, and they're getting bigger. We were talking about the health. I, you're gonna see a couple 20 pound steelhead this year for sure. Probably in one of the some of the contests, but mm -hmm. they're, they're in great shape. We just gotta bolster the numbers. The, uh, Stocking's got to come up a little bit, and I, I think it'll be fantastic. And that's lake wide, both sides of the lake. You've been doing this for a while. What makes you tick? What what gets you excited about going fishing? Oh, nowadays, oh, maybe just not having to be at home with the wife. <laughs> uh, no, he's a grizzled veteran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a grizzled veteran. Uh, no, I, I I think any charter captain that's been doing it for a while that's still doing it still ticks the same way in some form that they did when they started. It changes a little bit because it becomes more of, more of your life than an adventure. But if I didn't love it, I probably still wouldn't do it. And, and it's, I still wake up every morning kind of excited to see what the day is gonna bring. And uh, I like people, I like customers, mm -hmm. learning what they're about, what they do, and then creating that kind of rapport. So. That's what kind of keeps me ticking. What's the most difficult part of it? The people. <laughs> um, I, I say that jokingly. It's, uh, you know, every charter customer has an idea of what their day is going to be like. Mm -hmm. And no doubt about it, everybody wants to catch a limitless salmon or trout or whatever it is. They, every day they want to kill it. Mm -hmm. Just not the reality. So. A lot of times, you, sometimes you'll get groups that you know have this idea in their head, and and you work hard and you try to get them on everything, and it just doesn't work out. So, you know, dealing with disappointment's probably the toughest part. Um, but after 24 years, it, I think I deal with it pretty well. Mm -hmm. Come back next year, you never know what day you're going to have. Right. You know, um, and I've seen very, very good fishing and very, very poor fishing in my life. So if, nowadays, if I'm if I'm in the middle. Mm -hmm. Pretty happy. Jerry, anything else for Jason? Yes, yeah, so uh, you, know, you talked about the sturgeon stocking that Milwaukee did. I know they did walleyes back then yep. too. And I think they stocked brook trout also, right? Oh, and yeah. Have you seen? A ton. And how do we find them? Fish a harbor wall. In the marina actually is where I've seen most mm -hmm. of them. Um, but I follow quite a few pages on Facebook for like guys that fish the Milwaukee River. Mm -hmm. There's, there's quite a few in there now. And we're, I think we're on year three or four of that stocking program. And Milwaukee and Two Rivers get the biggest Stock. the biggest stocking of it. Um, but I've seen pictures like three pounders already, three, four pounders, beautiful fish. Yeah. Um, 
But again, we want to bolster those numbers too. We started off with 50,000, I think. So they were split 25 and 25. Mm -hmm. And I think to make a, a real fishery out of it, we probably got to get up in that 200,000 fish range. I mean, it's a, it's a fishery now. You'd probably have to put your hours into it, but. And it provides a, a near shore fishery too, right? Because right? they don't really leave the rocks even in the summer. Right. Unless you have the Never. proper. Yeah, I watched one yesterday swim next to the dock. I see them almost every day. There's probably 10 or 12 of them that are that are living. Where's your dock again? Right, right in the first <laughs> A dock, A dock in Milwaukee. Okay, yeah. Jason, we well, appreciate you coming on, making My the trip down. I know it's a little bit of a drive to get down here. That's right. See us, so appreciate you coming down. If people want to fish with you and find out more about you, where do they do it? Uh, best way is online or give me a call. Uh, I can be found at realsensation.com. Or give me a call at 414-384-8096. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.